Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Hey, good morning, Faith Life Church. Welcome to our special Father's Day service. We pray that you are going to be blessed and inspired. We also want to welcome all those that are watching online and overseas and nationally and internationally. We believe that today you are going to be blessed. Today is a Father's Day message, but today's message includes every single person. You know, one of the biggest desires in a human heart is to be fathered, and that to be fathered in a love that's unconditional, in a grace that has no limitations. Because within our heart, we long to be fathered. Doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what country you come from, doesn't matter if you've never ever grown up with a natural father that was with you through the thick and the thin, whether you're a solo mum, uh, you long to be a father. And if you're a solo mum and you have the children, your still desire is these kids need to be fathered as well. But today's message, I believe that God's going to speak to you. There's going to be a revelation and a revolution happening inside of you. You know, just let me give you some foundations for this, is why we long to be fathered. Why is there a longing for fatherhood? In um, Jeremiah verses one to, uh, chapter 1, verse 5 says this, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I love the message translation. It kind of opens it up a little bit. And he says this, Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day and had holy plans for you, a prophet to the nation. That's what I had in mind for you. Here's the amazing thing is, he's about fatherhood. He's understanding that you have a father. So before you were born, see, before you were born, God set aside some time with himself. And he says, I I want to birth a baby. I I want to birth a woman. I want to birth a man. And the way he did it, he didn't wait to experiment on you and to say, I wonder how they're going to be. I I I wonder what desires they're going to have. I I wonder what things they're going to accomplish in this world. But what God did, this is the amazing plan of God, is this, is that God sat down and he wrote it down. He planned for you. He created you. He gave you will. He gave you desires. Have you ever wondered why you are attracted to certain things and not other things? Have you ever wondered why you like certain foods and don't like certain foods? Here's the key, is that there are times when you look at something and you may be looking at a car, could be looking at a house, or could be looking at, hey, I, I want to be into in worship, hey, I, I want to play an instrument. It is because God wrote it down in you and you discover it. So you find even yourself in, as you go through life is the things that are attracted to you, the reason they are attracted to you is because God's already designed it in you. So when we talk about longing for fatherhood, is you are longing to have a relationship with the one that wrote things about you, the one that loves you, understands you, and has provided for you. So when you went through a woman, that's how you came in the earth, but 
you were fathered by God, and that is why there is a unique calling on your life. That is why you are longing for a father. Everybody needs to be fathered. You know, I'm, I'm in my 60s, and I need to be fathers. You know, you, you, you can be a little baby needs to be fathers. You never, ever lose the desire to be fathered because you came from God. There is a, there is a synergy within you because only God can understand you. I'm, you know, you, everybody wants to be understood. Everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to have people who have clarity about their lives, about their desires. But the key is this. The only one that understands you perfectly, the only one that loves you unconditionally, the only one that has given you limitless grace and power and favor is God the Father. So there is within us a deep longing to be fathered. You know, today's message is this, the face of the father, the face of your father, the face of your father, and that he has saved you from spiritual orphanage. You, he has come to be, so that you can be removed from a spiritual orphanage. An orphan is somebody that has lost either his mom or his dad, or has lost both of them. And an orphan means this, is that you are here by yourself. That means you don't understand your heritage. There's no one that works alongside of you intentionally and with a clear-cut goal for your life that says, I know who you are. I know what you are. I know where you are headed. So an orphan is someone who has to fend for themselves. An orphan is someone that says, I need to have my own dreams because no one else is dreaming about me. No one else is cheering me on. See, an orphan has no lineage. He doesn't understand that in his lineage are good things. He doesn't understand the plan of God. See, an orphan is put together in an orphanage where everybody is on the same level. He is put into an orphanage where everybody is struggling with the same things. You know what's really amazing? This is why you need a father. The Bible tells us in Judges 6, is a man called Gideon. He didn't know who he was. His personal father had said to him, we are the least in our tribe. We are the poorest in our tribe. And you are the least in the family. So Gideon has been fathered to think low, Believe low and think of himself as low. And guess what? The whole village was like that. The whole land was like that. So every, no one could boost him up because everybody was struggling with the same thing. It took God. It took his father. He says, hey, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. It took God to tell him who he was and what he is capable of. And the key for all of our lives is this, we are running around trying to find someone to tell us, who am I? What am I capable of? What is the strength in my life? Why was I born? Why was I created? Why do I think differently from the person sitting next to me? Why do I desire what others don't desire? All of these complexities of life are made clear, are made clean, are made foundational when we understand our Father. It is 
only God the Father that has the power, the resources, and the love to do it for you. Listen to this. This is in Exodus chapter 4, verses 22. He says this, out of the Message Bible. Then you are to tell Pharaoh. If you want to look at this, Pharaoh is the one that's leading this orphanage. This is God's message. Israel is my son, my firstborn. I told you, free my son so that he can serve me. Here he is. He's coming in to this spiritual orphanage. And he's the father himself. And he gets Moses. And he says, Moses, we're going to, we're going to go on a crusade. We are going to do something so amazing that it's going to be talked about for the rest of eternity. I'm coming into an orphanage where there's a spirit of an orphan, where they are told what to do. They don't know who they are. They don't know how to worship. There is no spoken, written word in them. There's no one proclaiming a blessing on them. There's no one guiding them. There's no one picking them up when they're falling. And God says, I want you to tell Pharaoh, the leader of this orphanage, that I am coming for my children. Here's the interesting thing is, they are in bondage, but they are children. The Word of God says, I didn't come. God's not saying, I think I might just adopt a few of these kids. He goes, no, no. I'm coming because my children are in an orphanage. So what we have here is that the spirit of the Father is to go into a spiritual orphanage. Here's the major, major things that we struggle for. You can be in a church. You can be saved. You, you, You might have even done theological seminary. You, you, you might even be a worship leader. You, you, you might be you know, a life group leader. You, you might be a pastor of a church, a pa- you know, pastor of a worldwide organization. But you can still be struggling with the spirit of an orphan and you need rescuing. See, a spirit of an orphan relies on himself. He lives differently. See, a spirit of an orphan, the first thing a spirit of an orphan tells you is you haven't got a place called home. You haven't got a place to go home. It doesn't matter. To me, you know, traveling all around the globe doing things, there was always something significant. It's about I have a home. I have a family. I have people that love me. I've got kids that love me. I've got great neighbors. I've got a great career in God. All of these things are found in my home. But an orphan doesn't have a home. He has an institution. The difference between a home and an institution is that a home is built by one that expresses his love and takes care of people. See, the word father in Hebrew is this. It's made up of two words. And it's made up of the first word is, it symbolizes strength. Symbolizes strength. And the second word for father is a symbolic of a tent. It's a symbolic of a house. And here's the key, is that when you say the word father, it is the one who brings strength to what he has birthed. So when we're talking about home, is that when you come home, there's strength in there. There's somebody looking out for you. When you come into an institution, you have rules and rules and rules and rules. Let me give you one difference that absolutely blew me away after studying this week. Was this. In the Old Testament, 
the rabbis came up with 613 laws that you had to keep to be blessed. And I, and I, used, to, I used to go, oh man, that is heaps. Until this week, I, I made an intensive study into all the other laws that have been put in the New Testament. Uh, without going too much into this, because I don't want to depress anybody, I don't want to squash anybody down, I firstly don't want to be depressed myself, is this. Is there were 613 in the old, but in the new, they, there were over 1,023 different bylaws that you had to keep so that you can be safe. That is picking stuff up you know, from uh, all, the, all the different denominations that, that are under the Christian banner. You come up with over 1,000 bylaws. So in an institution, a spiritual institution, the way you survive is by your self-effort, it's by keeping, you've got to keep this, you've got to keep this, keep this. But when you come into the Father's house, it is the Father that keeps you, not you yourself. So today, the, my declaration into your life is that the Father, you want to, today you're going to see the face of the Father, and today the Father is coming to save you, rescue you, remove you from a spiritual orphanage into his home where you will feel safe, loved, looked after, and cared after. I want to just read something to you. It is when you start to see Jesus in the New Testament, there's a myriads of books saying why Jesus came. But you will find there's one overriding Amazing revelation that God has put in. See, Jesus came to reveal the Father. He came to reveal who He was, what His intentions are, and He also came to reveal is how does He Father. So the first thing He tells me is that we have been robbed. I mean, I am now talking about the globe. Every single person on the globe has been robbed from being fathered. And when so Jesus comes in and he doesn't, he goes, hey, I'm here to tell you about the God of wrath. I'm here to tell you about judgment. He goes, his main emphasis, and what you will see this as we, before we just read the scripture, is that he came to show you the Father. Why? It's because we've lost it. Somewhere down the track, with all the spiritual disillusionment that Satan has infected the world with, that there is no father, that you need to look after yourself, you need to care for yourself, you need to have your own wits about you, you need to have your own foundation, you need to have your own wealth, you need to have your own reputation, you need to have you, 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 you. Bring you back into an institution where you feel all alone, you have got so many regulations that you know you can't keep, no one to tell you who you are, no one to tell you why you belong, no one to tell you is the desires that you have inside of you were got put in by God because, because God intends you to live in those desires. He intends those desires to become your personal, livable reality right here and right now. I want to read you John chapter 14. And verses 6, I'm going to read to verse 12. And these are powerful verses. Jesus explained, I am the way, 
I am the truth. I am the life. I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know the Father as well. Wow. Just, 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 just bathe in that for a moment. The Bible says that Jesus, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Right now, Jesus has separated his message from every other message about the Father. Everything that people have written about the Father, everything that people have thought about the Father, all the conjecture, all the opinions of men, all the theological debate, all of the stuff, Jesus says, I wipe it clean because I am the way to the Father. I am the truth of the Father. And I am also the life of the Father. So it tells me that you not only get the way to walk, you only get the truth, but you get a brand new life. No one comes to the Father except through me. To know me is to know the Father. Wow. So here's the key. Is if you want to see Jesus, you will see the Father. That the two are inseparable. So here is the way that Jesus says, I want you to see the face of your Father. So Jesus is coming with this awesome revelation, and it's this. I am the face of the Father. I am the truth of the Father. I am the life of the Father. He puts this in together, and he says this. You want to know what the Father's face looks like? Look at me. You, you want to know the kind of lifestyle the Father has for you? Look at me. If you want to know the truth about the Father, listen to me. So, he, wow, this is so amazing. You don't need myriads and myriads and myriads of books. You don't need myriads and myriads of um, going to classes about God. Here it is. Jesus says this. You want to know the Father? Have a look at me. Look at verse 7. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. Wow. Watch this. When you get a revelation of who the Father is, you will experience, if you want to use another word for experience, is what you have been told about the Father will become your reality down here on earth. Wow. You will experience everything that the Father has. See, in an institution, you get to experience over 1,000 bylaws that you have to keep so that you think that you will be acceptable unto God. And verse eight, look at verse 8 now. Philip spoke up. Lord, show us the Father, and that or, that's all we will need. Verse 9, Jesus replied, Philip, I have been with you all this time and you don't, still don't understand who I am. Just, just stop there right now. Do you realize you can be in church? You can be in a life group. You can be in a friendship group. And you're talking about Jesus and you're talking about the word. And people still say, I don't know the Father. People go, oh, show me the Father, show me the Father. So it is possible. See, living in an institution mindset, living in a spiritual orphanage, you get to hear the Word, 
but because of the limitation on a spiritual orphanage. Because a spiritual orphanage does not work by revelation. It moves by things by someone else's interpretation of the revelation. So in an institution, you don't get to experience a one-on-one reality. You get to experience someone else's information about someone he doesn't know. So I, I love this. So what we want to do, so Jesus is coming to an orphanage. And he, and he starts to work within him, work within him. And the whole key was Jesus came into an orphanage not to make it livable, not to make it acceptable, not to give a revamp of it, but what he did, like he did with the children of Israel, he says, I've come to take you out of a spiritual orphanage and reintroduce you back to your one and only Father. And look at Jesus' reply to Philip. How could you ask me to show you the Father? Listen to this now. Let this burn within your heart. For anybody who has looked at me has seen the Father. Wow. Think about what this, what this. this is how powerful this is. Jesus is saying, listen to what the Jesus is saying. Don't, look, don't listen to this now with your religious eyes. Don't look at this with, with any other eyes except the revelation eyes that come through the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus says this, if you see me, you have seen the Father. Wow. Think about this. The face of God the Father is the exact face of God the Son. The face of the Father is the face of Jesus. And he's telling Philip, Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. You have seen the Father. He's not saying, hey, Phil, if you do all of these things, then maybe you can enter the throne room. He's saying, Phil, I have come. I have come to this orphanage. And I have said, hey, orphans, I am here to tell you that your Father has come to take you home. Pack up your stuff. Move the stuff. If you don't want the stuff, leave the stuff because I'm going to clothe you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you live in the realm of the palace of God, not in the realm of an orphanage of God. So here's the amazing things. Look at verse 10. Don't you believe that the Father is living in me? And that I am living in the Father. Even my words are not my own, but come from the Father. For he who lives in me performs the miracles of power and strength and, um, and power through me. What does it tell you? Every miracle was the Father healing through Jesus. Every revelation came from the Father through Jesus. Everything that we read, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all the way from Genesis, all the way to the book of Revelation, is the Father revealing Himself to people. Is, is the Father saying, hey, I'm the one that heals. You know, there's been a whole lot of misunderstanding that, you know, I've even heard this, is that the Father is angry, so you need to pray to Jesus because the Father is angry with you. So pray to Jesus, and because then Jesus will go on your behalf. Do you realize that the Father loves us so much 
that he is working his miraculous power through Jesus. Look at verse 11. Believe that I am as one with the Father and that the Father lives as one with me. Or at least believe because of the mighty miracles I have done. So what he was saying this, look at every miracle. Here's the amazing thing. Is, come on, let's hit this another level. If you study the teachings of every miracle, every miracle is a message from God to you. So what happens is this, every miracle has a message. And guess what that message is pointing you to? The Father. When Jesus created the water from Ryan, he was pointing to the Father. When Jesus fed the 5,000, pointing to the Father. When Jesus forgave unpardonable sins that people thought were unpardonable, and he forgave them, he was pointing to the Father. Every miracle that Jesus performed points back to the love of the Father. Every word that he spoke speaks to the revelation of the Father to you to elevate you to sonship to elevate you to peace and glory so everything comes from that listen to this verse 12 now I tell you this timeless truth the word there timeless truth means this this truth is not up for debate uh, it's not up for discussion nor is it there so that people can write their own opinions the person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these because I go to the Father. So here's the amazing thing is, God says this, if you enter a relationship where I am the Father, you are the Son, you will see these miracles plus even more. So God says these miracles do not stop. Why do why haven't the miracles of God stopped? Why is it that we can preach to thousands upon thousands of people and see full-on restoration? Why is it we pray for the sick and see them healed? Why is it we pray, we pray for provision and we see finance come in? It is this. It's because the miracles haven't stopped. The reason miracles haven't stopped because it's a time of truth that the Father is the Father. And when He has sons and daughters that come in to be with Him, the same thing will keep on going on and on and on. That is why that there was so much friction and anger against the early church. It was this. When they got rid of Jesus, when they thought they got rid of Jesus by putting him on a tree, they thought all the miracles have stopped, all the prophecies have stopped, all the revelation has stopped. Most religious leaders at that time believed that the crucifixion was the end of this revelation of fatherhood. It was going back to the orphanage. But what surprised them? That the church, you and I, carried on. It was as if there was a breath that went out of the universe and breath came in and what Jesus started has not stopped. The good news today is, the great news today is wherever you are, whatever place you find yourself in, the love and the power of the Father is still at work. Now, how do I move into this? How do I move into this powerful new reunion? In John 14, verse 18, it says this, I promise you, I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will 
come back to you. You know, the, the, just the, the prelude to this verse is this, is that Jesus starts to talk about the crucifixion. The, the, and all of a sudden, the, the disciples get agitated. The, the, the disciples, you, you, can, you, can, you can feel the friction coming out of the Word of God. He comes to, he comes to them, and he's going, I'm going back to my father. But he makes this amazing, amazing declaration. I will not leave you as orphans. You know what this verse means? Why were the disciples saddened? Because this, for the first time in their lives, they were fathered. See, when Jesus went up to Peter, now get a hold of this amazing revelation. When Jesus went up to Peter, Peter, and he says, come and follow me. I want you to leave the business you're in, the business that provides for your family, the business that is providing for your future, the business that is providing for your children and your children's children. I want you to leave it. And he, so Peter leaves him. And because he's with Jesus, he's fathered, his wife is fathered, his children is fathered, his business is fathered. His future is fathered. What the disciples learned in, the, in those years with Jesus was what is it like to be fathered? All of the disciples were agitated. Jesus is leaving. Jesus is leaving. All, for them, it was, oh, you know, Jesus, you came and you took us out of the orphanage. You, you came and you rescued us. You came and you saved us. You came and you picked us up, drew us out. You clothed us. You fed us. You, you provided for us. You healed us. You prophesied over us. Hey, you know what? The disciples in their lives, for the first time, they were fathered. I'm going to introduce you now to the amazing revelation that Jesus has put before us. And this revelation is a revelation that will take you not just having one day experience with the power of God. Not one day with the Father, but for the rest of your life. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, out of the Amplified Bible, it says this, Come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. I will give you rest, refreshing your soul with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Follow me as my disciple. And I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. I want you to go this. Watch this. Jesus says, come to me. In the orphanage, you've got over 1,023 different regulations depending on what denomination you find yourself in. And plus, on top of that, you're trying to, you're trying to have the 613. That, that's almost like 2,000 things you need to do. He says, you're, you're worn out. In this orphanage, it's a struggle. You're doing this. But come in, and he says, listen to this, take my yoke. Wow. So get what? Jesus had a yoke. If you, I don't know if you, for, for me, when I saw this, it, 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 my, my spirit leapt. It, it was as if I, I just, you know, I, I became the ever-ready pastor. It was just amazing. He says this, my yoke. This means that Jesus was yoked to the Father. Jesus was yoked to the Father. So here's how it works. Is that Jesus is saying, you see this lifestyle? I am Father. I am yoked together with the Father. 
And to be yoked together with the Father means this, is that when you are yoked to the Father, it's His strength passed on to you to live the life He intended you to live. Being yoked to Jesus is being yoked to the Father, the one that has a plan for your life. So as I am yoked to Jesus, Jesus is yoked to the Father. So everything, so everything I need to live a life that God intended me to live is because I get yoked to Jesus. Wow. That all the strength I need comes through who I am yoked with. See, when I am an orphan, I am not yoked to anybody. I'm yoked to Ted. So before I got born again, I had a yoke. It was up to me. It was my yoke. It was, I'm depending upon me. I'm depending on how hard I work. I'm depending on my energy. I'm depending on my strength. But the moment that I get yoked with Jesus through salvation, I get to receive the fullness of God. Everything that is in the Father comes through Jesus and comes to me. So therefore, I am directly linked to the Father God. That means that right now, that if I choose, the Bible says, you want to know how to be fathered? You want to know how to live? Easy. You get linked to Jesus. And I have a word for you, to all the fathers. You might not know how to father. You might have been brought up without a father. You might have never, ever experienced it. So when you have children, you go, well, I don't even know what to do with them. Here's the key. When you get yoked to the Father, Father, the God creator, that you will learn how to father because you are yoked to the Father. All the fatherhood necessities that are required for the kids that we are to bring up are also in the Father. So Jesus says this, take my yoke. So when you see all the miracles of Jesus, they were there because he was yoked to the Father. And the Father worked through him. Now, do you want to be fathered? Do you, are you tired? Are you weary? Are you, are you born again? You know you're going to heaven, but you lift your hand up and you go, man, life's too tough. Do you get up in the morning wishing it was night? At night wishing it was morning? You, you might be a born again believer, but you need to be fathered. You might be listening to me right now and you, you, you want to be yoked to Jesus. You go, oh man, I want to be yoked to Jesus. You're going to have, it's going to happen in a moment. And here's it. Right now, Christians, born again believers, believers, get yoked to Jesus. Being yoked to Jesus means that you surrender all of your opinions, surrender all of your doubt, surrender all of your unbelief, surrender all of your reasoning, and God, I'm going to be yoked with Jesus. In other words, it works like this. Every thought of Jesus is now my thought. See, when you are yoked, it means that you can't move without him. It moves that it, it, you, everywhere you go, Jesus goes. Everywhere Jesus goes, you go. So therefore, it means that you are in a direct linkage with Jesus. That everything that is in the Father. See, what stops us is us trying to work. It's us trying to analyze. 
That is why it's by faith, not by works, that any man can boast. When you get linked to Jesus, you get the lifestyle of Jesus, you get the relationship of Jesus, you get to be fathered by Father God. There's nothing greater. Hey, come on. There's nothing greater than being fathered by Father God. There's nothing greater where you go, I don't have to make it myself. I don't have to push. I don't have to lie. I don't have to cheat. I don't have to steal. I don't have to hide. Why? Because my Father is looking after me. And for those of you that know Him, the Bible says this, the way you enter fatherhood, the way you enter to be yoked is to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us this. If you believe in your heart, everything that Jesus said, everything He did, everything who He is, you believe in your heart and you confess it with your mouth that He did this for you, you will be saved. And being saved means this, is you are saved from the orphanage of self, of fear, of doubt, into the glorious kingdom of heaven. Let me just pray for you. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all the dads. Father, I pray for all the dads that have been struggling, Father, being fathers. Father, that have been struggling that, hey, I have kids, I have a child, I just don't know what to do with them. I, 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 I'm frustrated. Father, I pray for them that today, that they will come under the yoke of Jesus, that they would yoke themselves to Jesus, that they would just take the yoke. God, I, I want to be yoked with you. I don't want to move unless you move. God, I, I want to be in direct union with you. I choose today, Father. I pray that everybody would choose to give up, lay aside all of their self-effort, all of their vain imaginations, all of their thinking that I need to be and accept what God the Father has done through Jesus. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let's pray this. Prove it in your heart. Father, I choose to be yoked to Jesus. I choose to have His mind, will, and emotions. I choose to obey God's Word. And I choose to experience the fullness of God. And right now, I accept you as my Father, my Daddy God, in Jesus' name. Now, for those of you, this is how much the Father God loves you. For Him to get you out of their orphanage meant that He crucified His only begotten Son so that you can go from their spiritual orphanage into God reality, where God becomes your father that you are being looked after. So today is going to be an end. Today is going to be a miracle. So the Bible says this. It's really simple. It's not complicated. That if you believe in Jesus, that you believe that the Father sent him, that you believe that he did all of this for you, that he died for you, that he took your sins, sicknesses, diseases, curses, the whole lot, and then God raised him up from the dead, if you were to believe that and accept it, the Bible says that you are going to go from death to life. In other words, God's taking you out of the orphanage and putting you into his family. And not only are you just kind of, you're just a guest. You stop being a guest. You become the very, very child of God. So would you pray this prayer after me? Father, God the Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to rescue me, to save me.
I believe in my heart that everything that Jesus did was to show me how good you are, how loving you are, how patient you are, how healing you are, what kind of an amazing provider you are. I believe that when you died on the cross, you took all of my sin, everything that prevented me from entering the house of God, everything that prevented me from being a child of the Father, you took upon your cleft and you took it. And now I believe you. I believe I receive it. I now thank you that I am now a child of God. I have just left the orphanage and I'm in the house of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you've prayed that, hey, uh, we, we'd love to hear you. We'd love to pray for you. Hey, happy Father's Day. Go out and celebrate and know this. You are equally yoked with Jesus. You have all the resources. You are no longer in the orphanage. Hey, we are in the house of God. We're in Daddy's house. Daddy is putting on a party for us. Daddy is worshipping over us. Daddy is blessing us. So, hey, enjoy the blessing of God because it's Father's Day. It's the day the Father has come and taken you out of a spiritual orphanage. Hey, God bless you. I so look forward to seeing you next week.